one. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Zoomer Pod. I am RJ. I'm the Zoomer. And I'm Randy. I'm the Boomer. And welcome back to episode we did not discuss five. before. <laughs> episode five of season three. All right. Right? Yeah. Yep. I think it's episode five of three, season three. And we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, so, you tired? Yeah, a little bit. We just got back from climbing. Mm-hmm. And so I um, went on and joined the climbing gym. They had a pretty good deal going on. And so I decided after going on Father's Day. Yeah, he that, went around um, with the big dogs. That I decided to go on and add another activity just to see, you know, how I like it. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, because it's, you, it's humbling. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's so interesting how different sports, no matter how good you are, not that I'm great at anything, really, <laughs> like that. Um, but no matter how good you are at one thing, yeah, it's like you move over to something else and you just think it's going to be, you know. And no matter what you do. If you're not doing something that involves grip strength, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that was, you know, I feel like, yeah, rock climbing is one of those things where it's like a lot of strength is involved, but there's some, or just like regular body strength, but there's so much more that most people don't even realize. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I've taken blacks in a few times and, you know, just by looking at him, you would think, oh, this dude is going to get out there. And when he's like on the ones with like, like really easy holds. Yeah. It's no issue for him, but when it's like you start putting them on ones that like you know require a little more like grip strength, grip yeah. strength, it's like you know it just all kind of falls apart. Yeah, because you know he just hasn't trained. He That's hasn't what I'm saying. Like no that. matter no matter what, no matter what you do, I mean you can be a power lifter or you can be really strong or mm-hmm. whatever, but if you don't have grip strength and you just can't build it in a day, no, it you takes know? a while. And the, the more you try. Like, once your hands get tired, the more you try, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I found, for me, it's been better to go to the – well, to take it easy first and foremost because I rest a lot in between attempts. That's what a lot of people do. I kind of tend to just sit there and try and send it over and over and tell them, like, all right, I need a break. Yeah. Um, well, your hands are acclimated, though. I'm saying yeah. I try to make it so I don't, you know, so I don't Ever burn my hands. Exhaust, yeah. Well, I don't burn my hands or burn my muscles out like within the like, first 15, 20 minutes. And then mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I can't, you know, because I mean, again, once your hands start burning on grips, like it just doesn't go it's away. Over. Yeah, it's it's over. over. Like your day is over. And then, of course, you know, your brother, he goes out there on the first wall last week and just like rips the skin off of yeah, his callus area. Yeah. And it's just like, OK, well, and he just looks and goes. Okay, my day is over. I'm like, yeah, yeah your, no, day, your day is over. That's there's, your sign to pack it up right there's there. There's literally nothing you can do. So we mm-hmm. just kind of hung out, you know, for a little while while you, got, while you guys. But it's been fun, man. Like I said, it's been, it's been pretty humbling. I, I wish, you know me, I don't really like to drive that much. So, mm-hmm. And then there's times I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll just run over and climb. But then I'm like, man, that's just, I mean, it's just such a chunk out my day. You know, it would be a chunk mm-hmm. out my day because you don't want to go for less than an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, you don't. That's the thing, when, especially when I go climbing, because I've been, what? Yeah, we're in July, and I started, like, I mean, I kind of started before, but I really got into it around the beginning of the year. So I've been doing it for about, like, seven and a half months now. And, I mean, you know, I climb for, like, three to four hours. Right. And so right. when me and Jackson are planning, it's like, you know, either – we have to like, you know, that's just our entire day mm-hmm. or it's like we have to get up early enough so that way we can get down there, really, you know, hit it, get and then work, get back. Yeah, yeah. And get back in time for work or whatever, whatever we have later do. in the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. So, like I said, you know, I'm just 
I remember when I was coaching over a title, I would get so many people that came out of like, you know, um, CrossFit or whatever, and they would mm-hmm. just come in there. And it was the same thing. Like, they'd be like, oh, you know, I'd be like, you know, take it, take it slow. It's they'd be like, oh, you know, I'm in, I'm in pretty good. I'm in pretty good shape. You know, I've, I, I CrossFit or I whatever. I'm like, I know it's cool, but just, just take it. Easy. Yeah, just take it easy. It's, it's totally it's just different. Like, I'm not you know, I'm sure you are. I can look at you and tell you're in good shape. But yeah, it's just different. And they would go in and they'd be trying to prove me wrong. And the next thing you know, by the fourth or fifth round. They would excuse themselves to the bathroom and then they'd go in there and throw up, you know, because those crowd of people will work out so they get nauseous uh-huh. and they'd go in there and throw up and then they come out and I'd be like, throw up. And they're like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, no big deal. It's like, and I always go, you're not the first and it won't be the last, yeah. you know, and because, but you, it's just no matter what you do, it's so hard to cross over. But once yeah. you get that, once you get that, you know, that thing, then it's, you know, then everything else you do. Well, comes yeah. To play. And then rock climbing, especially like, again, once you get that grip strength up and just like that back strength, it's like once you hit like I think it's about um, the blue tags. Mm-hmm. That's when you start getting a lot more like technical climbs, too. Right. So yeah. it's like, you know, you just hit that like and some of the reds, too, actually, that they've been setting require a little more thought than just like grab the next hold right um but it's like right when you get there and you're like oh man i'm finally starting to get this and that and then it's like okay i'm gonna go up and then it's like the hell is a heel hook what do you mean right 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 what do you mean i'm supposed to like lean all my weight or trust all of my weight on pretty much one leg right and lean into it yeah now that's the thing you know me i'll get into it and i'll sit here and watch videos of people doing it and talking about it and stuff so and that that's the thing again like with everything else there's technique to it and, you know, you watch people that's doing these videos and they're talk, teaching you how to stay close to the wall, mm-hmm. you know, and put your leg this way and put your leg this way and how your weight should be, you know, how you should try to keep your weight and all that. And it's just it's way more than people think other than just let me grab this, let me grab that, mm-hmm. put my foot here, put my foot there. And, and so, no, it's been it's been enjoyable, man. I'm looking forward to see seeing where I am, where I end up, because I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I'll do it after my deal luckily i got three months and so i'm sure they run those deals like every so often something like that Mm -hmm. so what i'll do is probably take like when it goes out i'll just let it go out and then probably take off a month or so today run one of those 30-day deals sign up for that or whatever Mm -hmm. because i don't think you have to be new i think they just will let you sign up for those i think so yeah and because i mean that i mean if we did family it still would be like 70 bucks a month and I just don't know if I would get down there 70 bucks worth, especially with it, them having the specials, you know, so they, they have like the happy hour special. They have a couple specials uh-huh. that it's like 12 bucks. Yeah, or even climb. then it's like, yeah, I think on two Mondays or Tuesdays, it's like, you 12 know, bucks it's a one. Something. Yeah, it's one for two. So like you can grab Austin, too. Yeah. And go down. Yeah. Something like something like that. To You know, I just noticed they got a bunch of times it's had like half price. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, if I go four times, it's still only 50 bucks instead of being you know, this many, unless I find myself going. So yeah, Yeah. it's it's been, it's been, it's been cool. And then, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there so I can have it recorded that I pulled off that 5k yesterday. I hate running. I hate running. And I just, I I pulled it off. I was kind of happy about that. And I wanted a baseline time Mm -hmm. so I can see if I can build up, especially, you know, once we get out of this heat, speaking of which 109 in the next two days, which is ridiculous. But once we get out this heat, it'd be cool to get out. 
and be able to run. You yeah. know, try to run. And I would like to do some 5Ks through the, you know, like fall, winter. Yeah, that's what I noticed, like, when I was on the treadmill the other day, is that unless you're, like, really running, like, once I kind of hit, like, 8, 8.5, that's when I really get, like, a good stride. Mm-hmm. But if I'm on 7, I'm pretty much running on my toes because it's just moving too slow to where if I'm, like, if I'm doing full strides, it feels like I'm almost, like, bounding in a way. Yeah, see, that's what's funny. I, un- unfortunately for me, that's at 5. At five, I feel like it's too slow. At five, five is where I think my natural kind of gait is. Mm. And anything over like five, five, at that point, I feel like I'm running. Really? Faster. Okay. So and, yeah, I, and I seven, hate that because I'm at like five, five, five. And then I look over at some people and they look like they're just, they're going at their natural speed. And they're like seven, seven, five. I'm like, what? It's seven, seven, five. I'm like gasping for air. Yeah. 6.57 you know? is like, I'm on pretty much just like the front half of my foot. And then once I kind of bump it up to eight. That's when, that's you start, when I really start, start to get like a, rolling, having to roll your feet. Yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy. We were just talking about this, but it, the, the dude that ran the sub two hour marathon dude did a sub two hour marathon. There's a great video out there of a guy explaining exactly how ridiculously fast that is. And you can't even imagine. It just sounds like eh, whatever. But imagine getting on a treadmill and setting it to 22 and running at that speed for two hours. I mean, and that's how fast he was running. And when he crossed the finish line, he was smiling and waving at people. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, it's ludicrous. Yeah, It's that's literally just. So beyond it, yeah, anything it's, it's I almost, can imagine. You know, just unhuman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no, and, and the guy I was watching a video on who is a ultra marathoner and, and, and runner, he tried it. And he was, he was only able to go, like, he pushed out 30 seconds and was about to throw up. And he was just like, yeah, I couldn't, he was like, I couldn't even imagine doing it for a minute. You know, he said, I think I'm yeah. going to make it a goal, a life goal to try to do two minutes at that. And this dude did this two dude hours. did two hours. Two hours, and it was nothing. And so, yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. So, yeah, man, I was uh, doing well. And I think climbing, if I can get some more weight off, it'll be, make it a lot easier, too. I was that's I was thing. doing well until graduation. At graduation, I just Yeah, that's kind of wagon. one thing I wonder, like, if I went back, like, if I went back to the weight I was at but still kept the strength how my climbing would be affected. I like, mean, it's, I mean, that's the beauty of doing stuff like this, though, is, like, my hands get stronger, my arms get stronger, my try everything gets stronger, but that if you're losing weight, too. And so it's like this double deal. So you're losing weight, and you're getting stronger at the same time, you know? And so it, it kind of helps, really helps mm-hmm. both ways. So, yeah, so anyway, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we'll check back in on that. Well, um... You know, I guess last time we didn't even realize we had talked about it, but, you know, the tree falling on the car. Oh, yeah. And they decided to go on and total, total your car out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, was, it so was, mine is- it was total. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's literally cosmetic. That's the crazy thing. It's, it's mm-hmm. purely cosmetic and it's cosmetic to the point where you almost don't even have to fix it. You know, like if it was cleaned up and then buffed out, mm-hmm. you, but it can be fixed fairly sim- I'm sorry. Um, it can be fixed fairly. I guess it'd probably be fairly simply. It can be fixed mm-hmm. for the most part, you know? So, um, and we're going to, we decided to do the buyback, I guess. And, but we probably still get a new one. So what do you think? You, you, you know what you want yet? No, still not yet. I mean, small, j- small, midsize, probably mid to like, 
probably mid to full. Yeah, I don't. Know. I know I don't want to do a compact. Don't want to do uh, a compact. No, I mean I'm just. It's like the mini's cool, but I know it's like getting in the mini compared to getting the Lexus. I just like the room. Yeah. I have in the Lexus. Um. And so, I just know I don't want like a big, like a you know like an SUV or like a, or like a big car pretty much. Right. So you want something in the middle there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we got we to gotta start looking, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting, too. I, now, just gas, you got to take into consideration. You got to wonder how far how far can it actually go down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's mm-hmm. starting to drop, which is good. Yeah, Luckily, yeah, yeah. it's starting to drop. Maybe don't talk about this. We're putting- <laughs> no, it, it, at least as a day, it's starting to drop. Uh, I mean, we was at five, and now it's below four. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's huge. And the price of oil just went down. It's back down in like I think the seventy dollars, the low, the mid seventies oh, okay. per barrel. But we won't see the reflection of that for like three weeks. So there's a good chance it's gonna drop down more. You just gotta wonder. Two dollars, two dollars. No. Oh, I don't. You know what? I remember when it was up around four the last time. I was saying we would never see close to two, and then it, it ended up back down in that two dollar range. Yeah, you know, low two. Yeah, yeah, all of that. You say all that. I want them quarantine gas prices where they're selling it for like <laughs> they give it away. Cents. Yeah, they're like, please. They're we like, so we got to get rid gas. of it before it go. It's gonna go bad. So yeah, yeah. we have so much gas. Please, just yeah. So you know, um, I mean, that's something to take into consideration now too. Is just how much you know how much gas gonna cost, and, mm-hmm. and so w- what car is gonna be more gas? Yeah, efficient. that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was thinking about. I'm like, what can get me the farthest without having to spend? What can get me to summon him back? Well, that, without? I mean, that Lexus is a gas guzzler. Especially considering, yeah. I mean, it it does have an eco mode on it, but I guess it's automatic. Or get, I don't even know how you put it in the eco on, mode. Yeah, on the one I drove, it was automatic. It was like, I mean, eco anyway. Yeah. Like, no, that thing goes with gas. Yeah. So it did. So yeah, so that that's gonna be interesting, man. I guess we'll we'll touch bases on that to see where we end up going mm-hmm. on that. But um, so that was just a more of a a um update. What was going on that since we, you know, yeah, since we did mom that? Got, what a kick! <laughs> well, she had she that big old truck, I know, which was totally out of her range. And, and it, then it was so funny. She, I can't remember. It was the night I was going to IHOP, and originally I was supposed to drive. I was going to pick up Jackson, and we were going to go. And then she didn't tell me, but she was going out that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes in. She's like, "Hey," um, she was like, "Is it cool if I take the car?" And I was like, "Well, I'm supposed to go out with Jackson. You know, do you think you could take the truck?" And I can't remember. We go back and forth. I'm like, well, then why'd you even ask? Yeah. If yeah, like it's well. your car anyway, but why are you gonna ask if it, <laughs> when I tell you, well, can you please take the truck? You're gonna go no. Yeah. Well, that's the way people are. Yeah. But she's kind enough to ask. Yeah, but she. <laughs> there was no. Happened, yeah, there was only one option, but she asked. Yeah. yeah, that was yesterday or yesterday when she left again. Uh, she was going out, and I was supposed to go get food for me and Austin from Canes, and like. For some reason, I thought, uh, or I didn't see the key up front where it normally is because I forgot I took it out of my pocket and put it down on the coffee table. And so I go up front, and I was like, please tell me she did not take the car. <laughs> and then I poked my head, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I remember where I put it. But, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that keeps happening where I'm like, please tell me she did not take the yeah, car. Yeah, because then you stuck at home. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, you know, we didn't, um, we didn't talk about that. Um, we didn't, I mean, the big deal, we didn't talk about the Roe versus Way last yeah. time. And I think that did happen before the last deal. I think it had happened like that day or something. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I guess yeah. it was like the opinion came out or it got leaked. And the, the, so we kind of saw it coming. And then it was like, but still when it happened, it's like, oh, okay. So like we're going backward. Like we're really. Well, you know, what's funny about that is that even the people who was really watching it closely seemed like it seemed like such a surprise. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they do these deals where they. They do these deals where they. It's like they don't tell people when they're going to vote on stuff. They just kind of do it in the middle of the night. And that was one of those weird deals where it was just. It was like I woke up and all of a sudden. Abortion yeah, we just woke up and it was just like, boom, it was there. And it was like, wow, that's that's odd, you know, for it to be such a big court. And so it would be important. Like you would think the dockets would be on the on the books and you would know, you know, there would be when some kind of happen. when it was going to happen. Now, maybe it is. And we we you know, we don't follow stuff like that that close. But, you know, it was just wild that it happened. And then, you know, it's it's just very interesting, man. It's interesting. And I, I don't want to get into the, the going backwards and whatever, but there's just so much to it. And the, the problem with me is I still feel like more than anything, it's a political thing. Like mm-hmm. everybody's the people who's cheering it is pure, cheering it out of the idea that my team won. Yeah. And. I guess, I mean, I take many issues with it, but the biggest thing is that, you know, Republicans love to be the party of the people. There is not a single state where uh, this, like, where uh, abortion being overturned has over, like, 30% approval or something like that. So a vast majority of Americans believe that abortion should be, like, you know. At least a choice. Yeah, it should be. The choice should be there. But, you know. So... The Grand Wizard Court oligarchy, pretty much. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It became, it just becomes this. You know, I saw this great write-up, and I wish I would have copied it so we could talk. We could, I could say, worth work. But basically, the basically the concept that the person wrote about is like just where the court is now, because the court was designed to not be political. The court was designed to be a court, mm-hmm. right? A court of the people, and. Everything is supposed to be looked at, you know, um, bipartisanly. Bipartisan, you know, from bipartisan point of view, and then yeah, but there's a whatchamacallit, supermajority, right? And and then, you know, and it just falls on party lines, and so it's just this, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and well, it's like that, and then they probably mentioned in the thing you're talking about, but. You know, everybody talks about it, it's like, oh, when Biden was running, they kept on saying he was going to expand the court. Right. Which the court has been expanded in the past. It used to be seven. I think it was seven. Um, but they expanded it to nine to match the amount of circuit courts mm-hmm. there were in the country. Mm-hmm. And that was way back when. Now we're at 13. But we still only have nine judges. And now, you know, if like, you know, Biden's in a tough spot where technically, you know, if it's to match the circuit courts, which is what they did in the past, you know, it gets bumped to 13. But during his campaign, that was the big that was Trump's one of one of Trump's things was, oh, he's going to expand the court or pack the court is what they called it. So they can just, you know, kind of steamroll whatever they want through. Right. But and so for me personally, though, if he let's just say he expand the court and now there's 14. I'm not sure I agree with him being able to assign off off, off you know, five people or 13. I don't that he is, he is um, assigned off four people like that. Like, I think it should be. It should be. There has to be a better system. There has to there, be a better system. It has to be a, be a more way. honest system if it's going to be politically based. 
And I think that that's the bigger problem is that it's just, it falls along political lines. And so it's yeah, like, oh, if we control the court, we control everything that can be done and, and blah, 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 and this and this and that. So it's, it's, so it's not even, you know, that's why I jump out of a lot of political stuff a lot of times. It's just because I don't feel like it's honest. And I don't think it's worth the, I don't think it's worth the argument if it's not going to be honest yeah, from, the, from the beginning. I was going to see, well, I mean, there's, again, like I said, there's a few, there's a couple scary things about what them doing this kind of entails. But one of the things is that, like, during their, whatchamacallit, during all of the hearing, or, like, almost all of the judges' hearings, they asked them about Roe v. Wade, and all of them go, it's precedent. It's precedent, you know, I plan to follow what the court mm -hmm. has said in the past. And then when it came time, you know, just, all of a sudden it was yeah. like, mm, no. Yeah. Like. No, it's, it's. It's interesting, man. And, and, and again, you know, as I can tell you, as your age change and as your social economic environment change, I think sometimes your views change, right? Mm -hmm. And so, first and foremost, every, people should have a choice on what they do, right? I, and, yeah. and how we, how we, you know, we pick and choose what we want to believe to be true. And, you know, when, when a fetus is actually a person and when does it have a soul and we, nobody knows. Right. And so when you, when you arbitrarily are arbitrarily, which is not pronounced right. Um, say when it is and when it isn't, that's who knows. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and what a person's a person whatever but i think it does put a lot of things in jeopardy you know um and i, I just think at, the, at this point people should really have a choice in what they do bottom line i it, it across the board people should kind of have a choice in the way that they conduct their lives their lives and my bigger my bigger issue with, with this is all of this is the same people who don't want you to have an abortion is the same people that's not going to step up and say you know who's going to pay for the, the birth. It's almost like $20,000, $25,000 for a birth, mm -hmm. right? Who's going to pay for that? And then the same people who don't, want, who don't want you to have an abortion are the same people who says that you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and they don't want to give any assistance. Yeah, right? or, I mean, yeah, again, the same people are the same people who said kids would get greedy if they gave them free lunches. Like, that part too, yeah. That part too, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, kids. And, I mean, like, I remember... I remember the first time we ever talked about it. It was back when you still lived at the house. And I remember, um, like, the big thing that you always said was, like, you know, if you want to get into semantics of personhood, whatever. The bigger thing is that outlawing abortion doesn't stop abortion. It stops safe abortion. So there's True. going to be a lot of people who get hurt or end up killing themselves trying to get rid of a child yeah. that they didn't want. Yeah. Even if it's, even if it's not a certain way, like, it's like the self self destruction type of deal, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Of, of malnourishing themselves or doing something that's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like they'll, and it may not even be purposeful. It could, because I mean, being healthy sometimes is just mental, mm -hmm. right? I mean, and 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 having a healthy baby is kind of could be mental, you know. So it's 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 really interesting. Now, what's funny is I was with somebody yesterday, um, having a conversation that they work. Um, for an organization, I think it's religious based, I'm almost sure. But 
they their core thing was a well they they teach teach abstinence they go into schools and and talk about abstinence right Mm -hmm. cool and then they also have like a mobile facility that offers um prenatal care postnatal care therapy i mean it's a great from listening to them it was a great you know it's a great deal Mm -hmm. right It's it's a great um service that they offer and they was just kind of giving me another perspective and it was the perspective of you know when you have abortion what you know the psychological toll it takes and mm-hmm. even if it's not right then down the line or whatever and, and and you know and like i said i was listening to her and she just she put some very interesting things out there as far as you know whatever i still and on top of that she was still like hey but at the end of the day i feel like people should have the choice, mm-hmm. but this is what I believe, and this is what I, you know, this is where I work, and 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 stuff. And so she she definitely put a different spin on it that make you think about it differently. Now, I still think it's kind of a, I still think it's kind of a personal deal when you start saying that, you know, because um, NPR, which NPR is very left leaning but when it passed that day they had a lot of people who was pro-life on there just being interviewed Mm -hmm. and what i thought was interesting was that a lot of the people that was on there they always prefaced anything they said was well i'm somebody who had an abortion and let me tell you it's this and this and that and and i'm just like that's the thing well and then the thing is is that all these people who are pro-life like there's so many or i want to say so many but i saw a couple people who were like yeah, I've talked to people who are pro-life, and every time that one of those people gets an abortion, there's, they're the exception. They're the abortion that had to happen. Yeah, these were people who weren't even saying that. I just thought it was interesting that they always preface it because that makes them an expert on it. Mm-hmm. That, I, you know, but I'm just still like, your experience, if you had an abortion and you have some psychological or you have some health, you know, to a certain extent, right, then that's you, mm-hmm. and you can't project that onto everybody. I mean, that's why we are in a position that it was funny because when you was a baby and I don't even see this no more, maybe it's because I don't have kids. There are so many books to tell you how to raise your baby, right? Like you're not supposed to do this. You can't do that. And you're not supposed to do this. You can't do that. And then you realize these are just, this is just somebody's opinion. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't scientific. This is somebody's opinion. You know, same thing with sports. Like, oh, you know, the people who run, the people who run the, the leagues now are the same people who got bullied i hate to say that they're the people who didn't make the team so it's like everybody makes a team now because they're coming from an idea of remembering Mm -hmm. what it was like for them when they didn't make the team and now i run stuff or i have a voice so now i'm going to yeah you know now i'm going to make it to where that doesn't happen to anybody else you know but then there was a million people who that didn't happen to so it's just this interesting thing when people make decisions from their perspective only you know, that can make huge decisions. From yeah, that their, affects everybody. From their perspective only. And, and so, yeah. Um, one thing she did say, and I just want to put this out there, and it made me think about it. She was like, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, too, about some of these abortion clinics. She didn't say all of them, but she said some of them, and a lot of them, actually, is that it's a numbers game for them, just like everything else. And so it's not really this super sterile, super safe, super like nurturing environment yeah it's just like get them in get them out like they it's it's had you know and she's like you know they'll 
she was saying, now again, I don't know how true this is, and it could be just part of their spill, that, but she was saying some people may not even be pregnant. I don't know why you would go if you wasn't pregnant, but they were like, I go in, they'd be like, I think I'm pregnant, you know? Uh-huh. And they haven't had an ultrasound or having a sonogram or anything, but they just missed their period or whatever, and they was like, they took a test and it came back positive, whatever. And they go in, it's like, oh, I took a positive test and I think I'm pregnant, right? Yeah. It could have been a false positive. It was like they don't, they're supposed to check. They're supposed to do a sonogram, but a lot of them don't. They'll just literally just perform the procedure, which yeah. is the same procedure all, all, all the way around, you know. And, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and so she was saying, you know, that's another thing is that they're not all safe and they're not all, you know, for the betterment of the woman. It's a yeah. numbers game. And so there, there's, another, there's another part of the danger in it. So I was like, wow, that's something I had never well, heard. Well, when you have a privatized healthcare industry, that – kind of comes with the territory so that's more yeah i mean you know i it hates to say, it's like you know it's nice to think that everybody offering that service would be like a person who cares but you know when like i said when the main objective is to make money of course you're gonna like there's gonna be a decent amount of people who own those like own a planned parenthood or whatever place yeah. you're going to get an abortion that really it's like you know this is just about like this is the means to an end. Right. And I can't remember where I was going with that. Yeah. But no, no you just, just basically yeah. what you're saying. It's a means to an end. And, and so you can't always expect them to, not that you can't, well, you should expect them, but you can't, it doesn't shock yeah, when if they're not, it's not a shock that they're not. Yeah. When know. it's mostly about making money. Yeah. Like, you know. And you're going to get. Yeah. You're getting. You're always going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, this is why I think we, I don't know. Maybe we did have this conversation. I don't think we did, but. Um, there's a girl on my Orchid page who I follow, and she was she was adopted, but she was she's uh, like a minority. I was adopted by a white family, oh, and we I think she this. yeah. See, that's why I think we may have talked about Roe v. Wade on the last episode. Now that I think about it, because I remember we we had this conversation when I was saying follow the money. You know what I'm saying? Like now. Or did we just talk about it? Did we possibly just talk about it in the car? Because we've had this conversation. Yeah. So anyway, well, if you guys got to hear us talk about Roe v. Wade again, man, lucky you. Yeah. But anyway, just just in case it was only us, she was like, follow the money. Because now she's like, you know, they'll make you think that there's a lot of kids out there ready for adoption. But there's not. There's there's a lot of kids that's come from bad situations that's Mm -hmm. ready for that can be adopted or you know, have issues that can be adopted, but just babies people, that were born, baby that, that were was born that's adoption. just healthy or whatever. She's like, it's not a lot of them. And this is going to, this is actually probably going to flood the market with the opportunity for adoption. So an adoption agencies make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, so she was like, kind of follow the money on this too. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it could be, it's a lot of different things, man. So I, do you think it's going to, I guess, last question on this. Do you think it's going to last? Do you think it's going to go to fruition and this is going to, do you think that it's going to become the norm or do you think it's some way, somehow, it's going to be overturned really fast? Um, Actually, I have one more question, too. And it's a, it's a personal question. Um, you know, I don't know. Because, so the thing is, is that, like, once they I guess it kind of depends on how the court moves after this when I could really give you an answer because like and this is something I kind of wanted to mention too 
was that, you know, after they, you know, mic drop Roe v. Wade, they, um, who was it? Clarence Thomas, mm-hmm. him. Um, when they were talking to him, he pretty much listed off like three other court cases that he was like, yeah, we should probably look at these pretty much meaning get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And it was what? Gay marriage, just gay sex and um, contraception. And yeah. then um, Ted Cruz came out like literally yesterday on some podcast and pretty much said that was I think it's like Oberfield, something like that. Um, the case that pretty much legalized gay marriage throughout the entire United States. Yeah. Was he was like, yeah, that was a mistake. We should probably go back and correct that. And so between that and then Mitch McConnell said after this that if Republicans take over, they're going to try and pass anti-abortion legislation. It's more what I'm more worried about is that like they're just going to keep pushing these court cases through under the, you know, what is it? I'm looking for a word, but under the guise of. Uh, states' rights, right. and then when it can't be from top down, can't be enforced, they're going to go in through legislative action and pretty much outlaw all these things. Um, right. And so I think if they keep on, like, you know, if they go through and start striking away, like, gay marriage, contraception, all that, I do think it might be the norm for a while until people get just, like, too fed up because Democrats aren't doing anything. You know, this dropped, and Nancy, yeah. Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi sent, like, 10 emails begging for money. Um, right. And, and I think the only person I really saw, like, this is what you can do is AOC. And right. until we get more, like, AOCs in political po- with political power, I don't think we're going to see that much change. Now, you know, Biden speaking signed. Of a- speaking of which, AOC passed something. Her, her some, whatever she does, passed something the other day that had to do with psychedelics for psychotherapy. Oh, really? Yeah, she she posted that the other day. She's like, I'm happy to, you know, happy to, to say that we put this through, and it was something for psychedelics for psychotherapy. Oh, okay. So I thought that was cool. Go ahead. So I was just going to say, you know, Biden signed that executive order that was, like, in the case that the mother's life is right. endangered. And even then, you know, some Texas some dude from Texas is already suing over that, um, well, which is yeah. ridiculous. But um, it was that. And then I think the House passed a – just got a bill through that pretty much re-legalizes abortion, but you know, it's going to hit the house. It'll get, it'll get, yeah. Yeah. So or hit the Senate and get, or yeah, it'll hit the Senate. I mean, well, you know, and that's what the girl was telling me yesterday. She's like, you know, one misconception is that you can't get an abortion if you, your life is in a, a danger. And she's like, that's 100% not true. Now, I don't know if it is or not. Cause I haven't looked at it. She said, that's 100% not true. She said, if you, if your life is in danger and this goes through, you going through a doctor like you can't walk in and go oh i feel like my life is in danger like you can go to a doctor and if the doctor says yes you know like the baby's in your fallopian tube or it's a high risk or whatever it's a high risk that something's gonna happen to you then you 100 percent can get an abortion uh, from what i run and understand is that no it's like in the states where they pretty much had um, like texas yeah, Texas, yeah. where they had the thing that it was like the second it got taken down, that all these anti-abortion right. walls went into effect. It was like... It well, was, she, this is what she was saying, though. If that comes to a doctor, then you go through an operative procedure. Like, you literally go through an operation at a hospital. But the thing and, is, is that a lot of those, you like, you know, you can have a miscarriage and um, removing the baby, if the baby doesn't, like... Drop itself? Yeah. Or, yeah, if the baby doesn't, like, you know, go away on its own... If that baby's still in you, but it's dead, and they go to get rid of it, that is still classified as an abortion. 
So you have to give – that was that thing I posted on my story. That lady – um. like some lady, she pretty much like the baby, baby was dead inside or was going to die. But because of the new abortion laws, she can't get what's classified as an abortion because it's all kind of grouped in under this umbrella term. And she has to pretty much give birth to, you know, stillborn. Hmm. Knowing it's going to so, be stillborn. Yeah, and, and again, I don't – the lady I talked to yesterday wasn't – I know for a fact she wasn't um, radical, yeah. right? And so, I've, again, and these are things I haven't looked at myself, so I'm just kind of repeating what she said. So, you know, I, I don't know, but that's what she was saying, and she was saying that it's going to always be like that, that if your doctor – if a doctor says that – you your life is in danger then it can still happen so who knows probably maybe just what they're telling people because that's the side she's on who knows i don't know so yeah oh um go ahead oh just i would say last thing before you can ask your question i was gonna say so you know i mean i'm sure you heard about the whole thing i think in idaho with the 10 year old um, oh the 10 year old who got raped pregnant got raped pregnant and they said this was just a learning moment for oh a so teaching i moment. think I think there was two separate instances, actually. Oh, wow. So there was another one because Biden, like, on stage talking about abortion, told that story. And all these right-wing, like, all these right-wingers came around and were like, well, where's this ten- this supposed 10-year-old? Not going, oh, my God, that's horrible. Where's right. this supposed 10-year-old? And then some dude got arrested for it. And then it was, like, just dead silence. Then it was like, okay, so are we doing something about this? Or I'm pretty sure, like... I think she ended up driving to like a neighboring state. Mm, mm-hmm. um, oh, and that, yeah, I can go on about this because, I mean, it's just insane. Um, but she drove to a neighboring state to get one. Uh-huh. Um, but they didn't say, you know, it was like once it came out, it was like, oh, okay, so can she get it? Or is this 10-year-old still supposed to carry this baby to term? Or, you know, what's going on here? They ain't got nothing to say about that, right? Yeah. And, got it. Sorry. It's like just talking about it opens up a can of worms because then it's like, whatchamacallit, um, Republicans are saying it's like, oh, yeah, you can't just, you know, the states that it's still legal and you can't just drive there. You can't just drive there. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like, I mean, it's like literally just stripping all bodily autonomy away from women pretty much. Yeah. And, and I still believe, too, you know, and, and I hate to, to go with the fodder, but if this affected men like that, like that, it would be. It would, it, this would 100%, never be. You know, it would never like, be an issue. Just like. You know, there was a time that they Republicans didn't want to cover. They want to make it where insurance is insurance and especially like government insurance couldn't wouldn't cover birth control. But yet it would cover Viagra. Uh, Imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was there was a point. And so it was, you know, it, it, it really is. And I think that's the thing is it really is. Unfortunately, this deal where it's it's women. Right. Yeah. It, it's focused at women, because if it was an equal thing. If it was equal in any way where men could get pregnant or have to get well, pregnant. yeah, it came back on men, then it it definitely wouldn't pass. Like it one hundred percent wouldn't pass. One hundred percent. And 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 unfortunately, a lot of these dudes, you know, even the Republicans and the Christians and all that, they know like I can get it, I can get somebody pregnant and walk away if I want to. You know, as a man, I can get I can get pregnant and walk away. Yeah, and I mean, if you're rich enough, enough, you can find some, like, you know. You can find some way to make it. Yeah, either you send them to another state or, I mean, that's the thing. Like we said, abortions aren't going to go away. It's just going to be safe Safe abortions. abortions. Yeah. And, you know, if you're rich enough, you can find somebody locally who 
do it on the down low or you just send them to another state and yeah. it's not an issue. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There will be there will be just like there was before. There will be places people go that people know, like I know where you can go. Don't you know, don't worry about it kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, so we'll see where that, that ends up. I guess the question I want to ask you and I just want to it's about that. But should it be should it be states rights or should it be? Because, you know, that's one of their arguments is I like, look, we didn't strip it. What we did was made it to where it can go to the states. And so if it goes to the state, if it truly goes to the states, do the, pe the people in that state have the right to? But that's the thing is that I think. But no, no, no. Let's start, let's start. Let's just start right there. Should it be states' rights or should it be federal? Like, do you, if, it, if it is truly, let's just go by what people are saying. If it's just not a federal thing and each state gets to vote on it themselves. But that's what I was going to say is that if you go, well, each state gets to vote on itself. But, like, is the state letting the people vote on it or is it just the people in power? Because that's the thing. The people in power aren't acting in the interest of, um, aren't acting in the interest of what the people want. And that's my thing about passing it back to the states is that the states, I mean, like I said, not a single state has over 30 percent support for outlawing abortion. Right. Um, now, I'm sure the numbers start when you go, well, how far into. So carrying. if they put it on a ballot, if every state put it on a ballot, like if they every did. state put it on a ballot, I promise you every 50 state is going. OK, but no, but, no, but I'm somewhere. saying my question, though, is are you OK with it? Like, are you OK with it not being on a federal level, being on a state level? Where it's not voted on by whoever's in power, it's voted on by the people. Yeah, just like if it was voted on by the people, just like and each state decide. Yeah, if you know each state put it up to vote, and a majority of people in that state decided. Mm, but even then, I know what you're gonna say, but, but that's the way everything is done when it's voted on. Like if you want marijuana and you're an advocate for marijuana, and but the majority of the state votes against it you have to deal with it or you have to move to another state. Like, so that's, that's that, but that's so, I don't know. That's a tough one because at the same time you go, it's like, you know what? No, I'll, I think I'll kind of get my ground. It shouldn't be a state's right thing. And here's why, because with marijuana, you know, it's like, it's just smoking. It's just a drug. Now, obviously it's like, there's medicinal use, something like that. But generally speaking, marijuana isn't going to marijuana isn't saving anybody's life. Abortion is like, you know, even if a majority of people, let's say 60, 40, like 60, 40, 70, 30 vote for to get rid of it. There's still that 30 percent of people where, you know, you go, I can't afford this baby like or just I mean, there's you're still forcing 30 percent of your state's population to go through a physically taxing, um, like a physically taxing nine months that have all sorts of effects on your body that last even after you give birth to that baby. So, you know, if it was just like string cases where it's like one or two people, it's like, you know, you know, this is what like almost everybody except, you know, those like two people want. But unless you're talking like a 99 to 1% split, I don't think it makes any sense that People really get to decide what other people really get to do with their body. Okay. All right. That was a question. I'm not going to rebut it. I don't have anything 
you know, I think that was a great answer. Um, you know, you're on for your side. I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, that was a great answer. So let's, let's kind of move on from there. Um, did you ever catch up on the J6 hearings? Have you watched any of it? Have you? No, I have man, not. Dude, I can't believe you're not new- watching it. It's so, it's so like crazy. It's so, it's so crazy because, you know, like in the, 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 it's crumbling. Like everything is crumbling right around it. You know, um, I'm trying to think what's happened since the last time, because, you know, every time they focus on something new, Oh, the, I don't, was it the last time? Did we talk about the idea that he, that he wanted to go, they told him he couldn't, he couldn't go to the, um, he wanted to go to the Capitol after the speech. He wanted to go to the Capitol and he couldn't go to the Capitol. They told him that they wasn't going to let him go to the Capitol. And so this is he attached, and he had, and he a quote unquote apparently attacked one of the Secret Service men trying to grab the steering wheel. Yeah, so oh, well, that's why I was asking if we talked about if the Denzel concert because I remember talking about that specifically in the car on the way. Okay. Huh. I. I don't, so I yeah. think I don't think we really talked about the lady's testimony. Yeah, her testimony. I think we did, and I, I and but bottom line, she was like in the room for everything. Yeah. Right. And and. Uh, the interesting thing to me is that um, the people on that side, they, they always have an excuse. I guess every side has an excuse for everything. But I think there is one side that will, like, once you start presenting evidence that will go, that will say, okay, well, here's, a, here's just show me some evidence, mm-hmm. right? Show me some evidence. Whereas with that side, anybody that speaks against it, Anybody speaks against it, all of a sudden, they're, is a, tra- they're a traitor yeah. or they've been infiltrated or whatever. So this woman who sits up here and goes, I was in the room when all this happened. She's a 24-year-old woman. Like, mm-hmm. she's, she still believes in right and let's, – let's be honest. She still probably believes in right and wrong. Yeah. No matter which side she's on, she still believes in, like, oh, you know, right and wrong. And she's, she's saying, like, all this stuff is going on, and she is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe – that this is actually happening. Yeah. Like all this stuff is happening. And so, but when she was done, you know, of course, Trump comes out and we're like, I barely know her. She was, she, he's like, I barely know her. This was his, what, chief of staffs? Like the personal assistant and, um, or administrative assistant. And uh-huh. he's like, yeah, I barely knew her. And then he's like, he's like, she's just, you know, she's lying. She's a traitor. Or whatever. Well, then and then base. But everybody keeps it. So everybody. So, you know, and that's what I thought was interesting because Cohen, his lawyer, that everybody's like, oh, he's the man. He's the man. And we talked about this on the pod before. When Cohen went to jail and Cohen realized that Trump wasn't going to do anything for him, he decided, I'm going to tell it all. And he wrote that book. And he, you know, and everybody's like, oh, Cohen's lying. It's like Cohen was your man. He was a guy that was there. Yeah. He can tell you where the bodies are buried, but no, you, you want to say that now you don't believe him, you don't trust him. So when you get to the idea where you realize there is literally nothing you can say to people, like nothing you can say to people yeah. to make them think, uh, to make them believe that this actually happened the way it is. I don't even know. It's like, what's the use? I think for me, I think this hearing is purely to solidify history. For me, I think now, 
I do think they're trying to build a case against a lot of people. And a lot of people are breaking, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are breaking. Because like I said, when old girl, old girl finished her deal, um, the guy who's heading it was like, well, you know, for everybody that said they didn't want to testify, they didn't remember anything, they didn't know anything. If you happen to remember something, you, you know, you know you're still, you can still testify if you want to testify. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if your name was brought up in here and you want to clear something up, give us a call. And all of a sudden, they start getting calls. Like, you know, yeah. so Cipollone, his, his lawyer, his, his, his um, lawyer, he got, you know, he went, he did a deposition style deal uh, interview. But he, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, I didn't. But from the beginning, she was like, he, he didn't believe in what was going on. So Trump was having like, when his people, when the people around him wouldn't do what he wanted to do, he literally put together a whole new group of people. And they was having, like, they were having meetings in the White House. This is when Giuliani and Bannon and a couple of other people, like these random people. And so his lawyer, like that lady called and was like, hey, these people are like here at a meeting in the White House at like 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And dude, like hauled ass to the White House was like, what the hell are y'all doing here? What, what are you doing? Right. He's like, y'all got to go. Yeah. And there's a video or there's a picture of whoever took it. They took the picture because it shows Giuliani being quote unquote walked out. They was walking out, but it was more like being escorted out. Yeah. But they was escorting him out because they was like, they didn't want him to like say he was leaving and like hit another door and go back. Like, it's just this, it's this wild, wild thing. And so Cipollone's made his deal. You know, Bannon now, because he was, he had gotten subpoenaed and he was getting ready. He was going, to, going up for contempt supposedly tomorrow morning which would be Monday, um, he had Trump waived his rights, waived his rights um, to privilege because now he wants to testify. Oh. Right? Bannon wants to testify. And so he, they think he was doing it so he can get out of his trial tomorrow, which oh. it looks like is probably going to happen. But a new audio tape came out of Bannon talking to Trump. And this, on this audio tape, he's literally... He's literally like saying, no matter what happens, just say you won. And he's like, what? He's like, just say you won. No matter what happens, yeah. just say you won. And just keep repeating that you won. They'll believe it. Whatever, whatever. But, you know, it's like, well, what about that? doesn't matter. Whatever happens, just keep repeating that you won. Right. And, and, and so it's, it's really wild. You know, it's just this really, really wild deal. And now... They've subpoenaed like some of the Secret Service people, mm. and so I think this Tuesday is supposed to be the last, um, supposed to be the last one. But I don't know, man. Like it's just now there's all these dominoes that's just falling. Yeah. And so again, what becomes of it, I don't know. I think they just really want to solidify history that says this happened, and this is at the end of the day what the blame, who to blame for, mm -hmm. and, and I think that that may be the end all. Yeah. Be all. Go ahead. Uh, oh, honestly, I had something like I can't remember what it was, but, um, you know, we can talk about this or we can finish this and then we can kind of talk about it for a second. But I just wanted to ask, did you ever like see the whole thing about what was going on with uh, Lauren Boebert? Which thing? Because there's always something going on with her. Like how everything that kind of happened before she started becoming like or before she entered Congress, like her being her, a prostitute. Yeah, like that. Her <laughs> husband being on the sex offenders registry 
Well, I knew that. I think we yeah, talked so, about that before. Yeah, and, there's and that. she. Or there's a chance. Not, I don't think it was like confirmed, but it was like she pretty much like not completely confirmed, but there's a good chance she was a prostitute before. Call girl. Call girl or yeah. escort, something like escort, that. Escort, yeah. She would work for escort service. Again, that kind of came and went, and and. Or and then the. I think there's I, I think if I'm not mistaken, of course. Who knows? It just depends on what side you get stuff from. I don't think Fox probably defends her, but um, I will say apparently there's like a paper trail. Well, what I was going to gonna say is that, you know, apparently it's like there's like two abortions in her past and then yeah, I heard about like that. two abortions in her past. And then the big thing is that it was like how she kind of got in. Everything is that Ted Cruz found her and was like, you got to be. Like, you have to go yeah. start running. Like, I'll yeah. help you, but you're... I'll out. help you. And you wonder why, because it was just some random, like a yeah. random meeting or whatever. And all of a sudden, because I saw, I did see that, where it was just like, wait a minute, how is Ted Cruz part of this whole yeah. story? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it just, it popped in my mind while you were talking about it, but yeah, no. Yeah, did you, did you see the lady? I don't even know who she was, but she's running for office, and she's like totally anti-trans, everything. And there's like all these pictures of her, like at these, um, at these drag shows, and back in she was just like, oh, you know, she's like, you know, I, the, she's talking about how she loved going to drag shows and how she loved trans, and now she's like running, to, she's like totally anti, and there, and when they brought it up, mm-hmm. like they brought out the pictures from her at the drag shows and stuff, yeah, she was like, I'm going to sue you for defamation of character or for for lying. And it's like, we have the pictures. Yeah, it's like, no, the, this is a picture. Here's is a you. picture of you this and your you. husband. They got you in 4K. And these, and these drag queens, right? And and now, and, and she's like, yeah. And she's literally is almost like, that's not me. There, I mean, honestly, if you're going to lie, that's my thing. It's like, if you're going to lie, be smart about the lie. Like, I could easily, when you said that, automatically you go, you know, if that gets brought up, you go, that was my past. I've come, like, you know, found God or whatever. Conservatives eat that up. You know, you go, this is how I used to be. I found God. I was reborn. Now I understand. Now I understand. This but, goes against God. And they'd, they'd eat it up. But here's the deal. Why do that when they eat up just as much of you going, that's not me. I'm going to sue you. Like, they don't, they don't say but like it's not like the people. T- it's not like their people turn on them. I guess, but I feel. I so guess why I'm admit to it? If why even if dead to rights got a picture of you doing it? If my people are not going to turn on me, why would I ever sit up and just I be like, yeah, that's I me? T- I still like to believe that they operate under just general logic. I f- I forget. Don't give me that look. I forget who we're dealing with. But no, it's yeah, no, it's, it's honestly it's ridiculous. So, no, it, yeah, and it's it's. So she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to admit to it. She just has to say that these people are lying. Mm-hmm. She has to say that these people are attacking her. She has to say it's the Democrats that's, you know, just they're, they're doing this to her, doing that. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what I did. I don't, I, because if I, if I talk about it, then I have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So the best I can do is not talk about it. And I was watching Macrodosing, right? And they was talking about, have you seen the Herschel Walker stuff? Well, Herschel's just talking crazy. Like Herschel oh, was, no, Herschel was doing a, Herschel was doing a, a speech, and he was saying that uh, these like 
because you know he's got really bad CTE. But they people listen to him. No, really bad. No, CTE. I was gonna. It just reminded me. I saw this tweet the other day. He said somebody said Herschel Walker is the first person to pass CTE onto their son. Oh, Talking about Christian yeah, Walker. Yeah, that he's, he's wild. Yeah, he um, he first he was saying that in order to stop these shootings, they need to look at and see what these women are saying to these boys on social media. Like he was blaming the women oh, on social media for mass shootings. Then he went on this rant about air he was like you know in the united states we got the best air and the best water in the world and then what happens is our the, good the air, air from china comes our, over and replaces the good air our here. good air goes yeah. over to china and then their bad air because they're not doing anything about it their bad air comes over here so basically the green deal is just going to take our good air and give it to somebody like it was just this wild Literally rant right just like now here's CTE the deal riddled had it been had it been said by somebody with some intel, like some true intelligence, like you can make an argument for like if we, like air is air, and if we do this green deal and we clean up our air, like it doesn't, it's not like it stays here, like air flows, and so it's going to be this. Anyway, you could have made a more, uh, uh, definitely could have made a more intelligent, a better stupid argument. Yeah, <laughs> a better stupid argument, right? But one of the guys on Macrodosing says something I thought was very interesting. And he says the problem with Herschel Walker, because he's he's got like he's losing like 40. He's still got like 40 percent of the vote right now. Right. It's, it's crazy yeah. as he is. He's got 40 percent of the vote. But Warnock got like 55. So yeah. it would take something like crazy for Warnock to lose. But that being said, the dude says something I thought was very interesting. And he said what Herschel needs to stop doing is talking about topics and just stick to like ideology. Biden's bad. Like, just Biden's bad, we're good, blah, 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 blah. Just keep repeating that stuff. Stop trying to talk about individual things, and you'll mm -hmm. be fine. Yeah. Right? But, when you, but as long as you stick to the talking points and the ideology of just Biden's bad, Biden's bad, Biden's bad, Biden's bad, and this person is in the Biden camp, then, because it was like, he would, he would be much closer if he just stuck to. And that's what... Somebody pointed this out. I think I was watching a YouTube video or something or it was like on Twitter. And that's why it's like, like being conservative is like almost as big, like being conservative. is just so much easier because when you listen to people who are on the left, talk about what we need to like, what we need to do to fix society. It sounds complicated because it is right. like, it's compl like fixing society is complicated. And then you have the other side going, everything's great mm -hmm. just live your life everything's great and it's like okay so obviously like you know if you just want to live your life like you hear that you hear one side going this is going to be a bit complicated but we can get it done and you have the other side going don't worry about it what, so let me it's not even that they're not even saying we're worried about it. they're really good at dumbing things down like keep it down to two or three words yeah right and too. just re and repeat it so i'm just gonna pull one out the air right they go obama's a muslim that's it Obama's Muslim. His middle name is Hussein. We just, you know, Sudan's and I'm. Obama's a Muslim. And they just keep repeating it. Obama's a Muslim. Obama's a Muslim. We think Muslims are all terrorists. Muslim. He's a Muslim. Democrats are like, he can't be a Muslim because he, he was born in Hawaii. His mom was this. His dad was Kenyan. His, and they go into this long diatribe of why he can't. So he's a Muslim, right? Why like. he can't. No, why he can't be Muslim. Like, why it doesn't make any sense, 
right, for him to be Muslim. And people are like, mom, 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 mom. And then they just go, well, he's a Muslim. Right. They, they're very good at just taking something very simple. Right. They take something very simple and they just repeat it. So over yeah, honestly, to over. tie it back to just what we were talking about earlier, it's like a, the whole abortion thing. It's like you're killing a baby. Killing like, a baby. You're killing That's a baby. It. And then it's like, well, it's a bit more nuanced than that. No. No. Nope, you're killing a baby. You're taking a life. Yeah. You're killing, taking, you're well, killing you know, a life. They don't give a damn about taking life. life. But, you know. Well, but, well, again, that's why any of this stuff is ridiculous because you, you won't take a baby, but you believe in a death penalty. Mm-hmm. You don't take a baby, or but you're good, but you're good with war. people walking around. And this has nothing to do with mass shootings. Guns are made for one thing. Yeah, there's no. I mean, they're made for one thing, right? Yeah. They're, they're, and it, people say it's to stop a threat. But the way you stop a threat is you shoot somebody in the, 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 either the chest or the head, which usually is going to stop the threat and kill mm-hmm. them. So it's like, I want to save lives, but I'm okay with the death penalty, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and, and I think that that's the interesting thing, because if you let them talk long enough, they just talk themselves in a circle, yeah. right? And, and that's the best way to kind of argue with them or debate with them, is just let them keep talking, because they're going to just... Know which way you want to move them to, and then hit them with the the call. That's back. who that the good liars on. Um, you know that dude who will go to the rallies and then just sit there and out, he is so good at about that. Oh, like because um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he'll go up Kepler, there. Kepler, Kepler, is that his name? Yeah, it's usually two dudes. Dude from the Daily Show. I think so. That one, yeah. There's, there's like so technically two that. of them, but the tall skinny dude, yeah, tall skinny white Kepler. dude, yeah. yeah. What is it? Uh, yeah, he's so good about being like. But anyway, you know, yeah, you're. He's like, yeah, you know. Anyway, here's this opposing ideology, and then it'll get them to say that they believe those two things at the same time. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was going to say, these two things, like, have you been keeping up with the whole Dr. Oz thing? No. Oh, okay. So he's, you know, he's running for Congress. Oh, I know what you're talking about. State, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's up against the, it's so funny because somebody pointed out, like, how this dude, I think his name is, like, John Fenneman or something like mm-hmm. that. And he's the perfect mix between looks like a good old boy, but is a Democrat. And he is destroying Dr. Oz. And no matter what Oz does, he just cannot win. He's getting clowned on so hard. But he's doing he's doing clowning of clownful things. Like Yeah. I mean, for Dr. one, Oz. for one, he moved he they proved that he didn't even live there. Like yeah. or he just moved there and changed his address just to run. And then he didn't know how to pronounce like he didn't know how to pronounce the, the state or the city Jesus or Christ. something like that. It was just all these different things. That he's just, like, he's, he just looks like a buffoon. Yeah, and so he keeps on trying to talk about this dude. And, I mean, to be fair, the dude looks, he looks about as racist as you can get. But, I mean, from what I've heard, he is. He's just a good, he's, a good, yeah, he's, he's a good, good guy. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. he's like left leaning all that. And, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's mopping him. It's, I need to look into that. Because I heard, I heard Dr. Oz is just doing, he's kind of like Herschel Walker. He just keeps putting his foot in his mouth. Like, he just keeps doing yeah, and I mean, he is stuff. mopping the floor with Dr. Oz. And it's just funny to see Dr. Oz try and, like, scramble on Twitter, trying to, like, do damage control, or not even damage control, but just try and, like, yeah. you know, put some good word out there. Because every time he tweets something, it's just all just getting yeah. all clown. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, and well, then, he's a clown. I mean, they let, they, that's the thing. They, they, put, they let clowns on TV, and then they, those clowns become, get a voice, and then people yeah. start following the clowns. Um, anyway, and then the second thing I was going to say is I kind of – I texted you about it the other day. Um, because I was wondering who it was that got you banned on Twitter. Um, oh, uh, I forgot his name again. Yeah. Not, well, not banned. I got, I got. Or suspended. Suspended on but, Twitter twice for that idiot. Um, you know, Jesse Lee Peterson. 
that that's oh, kind of who I the, thought it was. The sheriff the, dude is he? Is he even the sheriff? Dude? I don't know. No, he's kinda, not even the, the sheriff. The troll-looking black dude. That's yeah, I know bald, Old and yeah. bald. Yeah, him. You know, he's super religious. Um, very religious. You know, against gay people. The typical conservative platform. And come to find, or you know, he's been accused. Come to find out, he had been like using some religious organization that he was a part of to groom and eventually end up having sex with uh like young men no i need to look back at, but yeah no yeah you know i'll look up for Jesse some reason and i truly believe this when you see somebody totally adamant against something so just adamant 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 against something a lot of times you can best believe is because they think about it quite often. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it's the biggest self-report. Yeah, yeah. They think about you're, it. They, they, they spend way too much time thinking about it, and so in order to fight the idea of thinking about it, they just talk about yeah, it. male they, groomer and sexual predator. Yep. Yeah, I wow. mean, it's just like most. Of, the thing is, is that it hasn't gone like big. Is the well, thing. I guess he's just not a big enough name. I think if he got back out there and start trying to make a big, make a big whoop, then they'll they'll shut him down with that because again once that stuff come out then they just go quiet yeah and hopefully it passes over people forget about it you know and then but yeah then I they can throw was... then they always at the given enough time they can throw there's no perfect people you know but yeah no i just thought that was kind of, funny that that is it was like you know he's like one of these big like you know oh gay people bad and then it was like bro you were using a religious organization to try and groom young men. It's crazy, yeah. That, nah, that's, that's ridiculous, man. So, yeah, so there, there should be some stuff coming up that'll be worthy to talk about. Um, so we don't go too long. I'm, where are we at? 44? 46. 46. 46. 105. Holy crap. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, so real quick, um, Kendrick concert, six days from now on the 23rd. Very excited, very excited. Very excited, very excited. Yeah, that ought to be good. I think from all I've seen, his performances have actually been quite like quite theatrical too. So okay. it ought to be interesting to see how it goes. See, it's funny because I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to go and I don't know if you haven't told your brother yet, but uh, I know you're going. I, after going to his last one, like I'm just, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I'm far more excited to go to the Push concert. I get what October. you mean, yeah. I think I'm just not excited. Like if I get to go, like if, if something happens and I get to go, cool, I'll go. But like I said, I went to the, the the damn tour and i was just like let's say yeah no i think um definitely i can see what you mean it's like comparing the whatchamacallit um the tyler experience to um actually even, i don't even, even want to put i was yeah, about to yeah, say but Denzel. i don't know if i want to put tyler because tyler's is such like i mean he does so much crowd work is the thing mm -hmm. that it's almost not comparable so i'll say more like uh last time we went to Gambino, um, or like again, let's just say like Gambino. Or yeah, Gambino, or, or like uh, the second time went to Logic where it was just like out in the stands. Mm, um, right. Like comparing one of those to like the Denzel, right. I can see like why you would like. Yeah. Once you see him, because we've seen him twice. Or you like Logic? I, no. Uh, or you've seen Kendrick twice. Yeah. So I can see how you go, okay, well, I'm not, I know I'm not missing out on anything, especially with how pricey those tickets were. Yeah, it, it's that, and it's just, I, you know what, as crazy as it sounds, I would be early to make sure I see Baby, I would be early to make sure I see Baby Keem, mm -hmm. 
over Kendrick. Like if you gave me the if you gave but me Baby Keem in the stands or Baby Keem Baby Keem in the, even in the stands. Baby Keem in an arena. I if you gave me the option of doing Baby Keem in the arena, or if it was like, look, you can pick one or the other to stay for. Like you can only stay for one. You can either come early for Baby Keem and have to leave for Kendrick, or miss Baby Keem and come for Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably going. I think I'm going for Baby Keem, and leaving for Kendrick because really? he's just still because he's not going to have a bunch of screens. It's not going to be a bunch of fires. It's not going to be a bunch of pyrotechnic. It's not going to be some big story. He is just going to get out there and rock the crowd the same way he did when we saw him, you know, three yeah, months ago. Yeah, but I guess my whatever. thing is that, but that's still in a small venue. If you put him, you don't think it's going to be any different because Maybe I don't think at show. a venue in, in seats. Because no, because I don't think the vid, I don't think it's about, I mean, I don't like arena tours like that. Sorry, but, I just realized I'm definitely going to get to see Family Ties live. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not, I don't like arena tours for the most part like that. But I still think his is just going to, there's going to be a rawness about his. Yeah. That's going to be more appealing than, like I said, the thing I don't like about arena tours with big people is the whole at 8.05.30, you're going to stand right here and fire's going to come up. At 8.05.40, yeah. you're going to walk out here and you're going to, you know. And at 8.05.55, you're going to say, hey, Dallas, you know, this is the livest place. I can't, hey, man, can you believe how live Dallas is? This is probably the livest we've, yeah. crowd we've ever seen. At 8.05.55, you're going to. Yeah, what do you think they say during the first show when they like, you know, they, it's like this is the first show of the tour. Yeah. Like, like this is the this, this is the livest city. You ain't been nowhere. Else. I don't even. Know, man, we might as well quit because I can't get any liver than this. I mean, yeah. it just. Yeah, you guys set the bar high. All right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know. It just it's too scripted. Yeah. Whereas with with Keem the first time, or, or even Keem, I don't think it's going to be that scripted. He's going to do almost the same thing we saw at Gillies, just on a big stage. Yeah. Right, he's probably gonna still have that same red moon behind him, you know, and some and some light show. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna be this big deal, and they're gonna say you got this much time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And after that time, you get off the stage. Now we're gonna set up for the big show. So yeah, I, I if again if if something happens and I get to go, cool, I'm going because you know just to, to go to be there. But to actually, I don't crave going. Right again, yeah. I'm looking. For, I'm so. Listen, and Kevin has access to, um, um, what you call them, House of Blues, right? Oh, okay. So, and he, you know, they got a, a suite at House of Blues. So he usually have a suite. I keep telling myself, push concert, I'm not on the edges. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of that. I, I'm in the middle of that. Just like when we went to, um, when we went to Denzel, you know, Akeem, I'm, I'm out on the side. I'm out mm-hmm. in the back. I'm, I'm not in the push. I got yeah, it. I got to suck in all that energy. I was going to say, did we ever talk, figure out if we talked about Denzel concert? No, we didn't, but we're getting along. We'll talk about it. Uh, well, no, hour. no. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say, we're like, we always hour. say if yeah. they listen to this long, they're going to listen anyway. Yeah. You're gonna so, listen. yeah. So anyway, so that'll be interesting. We'll be able to talk about it probably on the next one. Um, how the concert yeah. went, what you thought about it. And so we went to Denzel, Denzel Curry, Denzel Curry which yes. you immediately said, 
was the best concert. Yeah, it was my It was favorite. your best concert experience. It was not my even the best concert. concert. It was your best concert experience that you had had. Yeah, pretty easily. So, I mean, yeah, you know, every concert I've been to so far, it was like, you know, whether I was just off on the side. I wasn't really, like, kind of in the crowd. Right. Um, and then some stuff went down with some of the people I was with, and I ended up back in the crowd pretty much by myself. And, you know, just, like, partially just working the way through the crowd, um, like, working my way through the crowd, getting close to the stage, just really being able to, like... Be in the middle of the mosh pit. Be in the in middle the- of, like, what was going on. And, I mean, you know, I love Denzel's music in general. So it was just, like, the entire time sitting there screaming um, my lungs out. Yeah. Like, just all of it. Just being in... Just be literally having that time where you're engulfed in it. Yeah, Like, you're like, totally... A- like, you're a part of it. Like, you're so Yeah, there was never a moment where it. I had to worry about something. Because that was the thing about Keem. When I went with Keem, it was like, most of the time I was worried about, like, where's Austin? Where's Austin? Where's Austin? Well, like, and then on? you guys were on the side. And, but and, we started yeah. off with the side of Denzel. I could have worked my way in at the Keem concert, but I was more worried about, well, like, yeah. what was going on with Austin. So, um, but this time it was like, literally, I could just enjoy the music and the crowd. Yeah. And, like, yeah, when he said it, like, you know, he said goodbye, and then, um, you know, came back out to do the encore. It was like he wrapped that up and he was gone and it was like people started to clear out and it was just like, wow. Like yeah. that was that energy, yeah. Just, that was an experience. Just being part just that energy, man. Just suck it. And again, there there's something to be said, and that's why again with arena tours, like it's just hard because it's just hard mm-hmm. to it's hard to just be part of the energy. Even even at Keem, I was all the way in the back at Baby uh-huh. Keem. I was not in the mass of the people. But there was still something about when everybody got going, you still feel like you're at least you're getting some residual yeah. energy off of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, same thing with Denzel. I was over on the side. Um, not as much with Denzel as far as, you know, the energy I got from Keem, but I could see like you guys were in there and you got, you know, it was I could see what that's like to just mm-hmm. be in the middle of all that energy and then everybody you know, and, and again, after what happened at the at at Astro World, is it's interesting to see how protective people are of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and and making sure that everybody's all right. Like, I mean, I I was watching from the side, and I would see people like in the mosh area when they're going crazy. But then I would see other, you know, you would see people like, "Are you okay?" Or, back, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like there's this there's this unwritten rule now like everybody's looking out yeah, for no, each other like, so everybody can have fun like i said some of the hap- one of the people i was with ended up passing out right um and when she heat, passed- exa- heat exhaustion yeah basically yeah and so she passed out and automatically like he was in the middle of performing right um and like she falls over and automatically like i i think i grabbed her legs and then um diego or her boyfriend pretty much grabbed her arms and like you know we started going like move move and people it was like you know everybody was like oh and they made that gateway and then some i think i told you some dude followed us out went and got like went and helped grabbed her water all right. that um so like that was really cool um and then it was like that that was really cool and then actually i was gonna say i got to interact with a lot of the people in the crowd this time right yeah that's what um, i'm saying you just felt like you're part of you yeah. feel like you're part of something and you know there's uh i know so i was just dealing with I just did headshots for another guy who has a company like this, too. There's these companies that when you – it's like a new app. And let's just say you decide you want to go to a concert by yourself mm-hmm. or even with your friends. Like, it's an app that you can go on, and you can say other people that's going to the concert. Oh, that's right? cool. And you can be like, 
you know, people like, oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. All right. And it's almost like you form this little bond with people before you get there. So you kind of know somebody and or whatever. And you guys all experience it. And it could be anything like you can be like, I'm going to the Frisco Fair. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, oh, well, we're going. And it's just like to have people to experience it to kind of experience it with, you know, like-minded yeah. people that you experience it with. And so I think, you know, it's a cool app, but I do think that again, there's something to be said when you are really vibing with, yeah, it was just like, with something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and everybody's engulfed in and everybody's just having a good time and, and having fun. And, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, it looked like you guys are having fun. I would just want to touch on this real fast. And it was, it was really funny. Because we've all, you know, because we obviously we listen to a lot of the same stuff. You know, you listen to mm-hmm. stuff I don't listen to. Obviously, listen to more older stuff than you do. I don't really venture off in anybody new that you don't listen to. Um, but we've always, it's never been a deal of like, oh, this concert. Well, I guess there's been a couple come up. But anyway, it's nothing for us to say, hey, we're going to this concert. Yeah. Me and you are going to, the, you know, we're going to this concert. It's not like a big deal. It's like we're going to the concert. It's not like I'm taking you to the concert. Well, I don't know. Maybe Baby came. I still felt like I was there. I wanted to see him too, but I still felt like I was there because to be kind of a chaperone, mm-hmm. kind of be, not really a chaperone, but just to be there. You yeah. Know, to, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with, but I still wanted to be there. And then with, with Denzel, I want to see Denzel. You know, so it's always been this deal where we just go. We yeah, go together. We, just, we listen to the same people yeah, that we, you want to see. Yeah, we, we go together. But it was funny because we, you know, we go in and we don't even think twice. I don't think either one of us really think twice about it like that. We go in and we get in there and then there's your friends. Yeah. I don't want to say anybody's name, right? And we go in there and there's your friends. And it's like, there's your friends. And then there's RJ. There's also, and it's like, oh, there's RJ's dad. And you <laughs> yeah. can see people just like. RJ's dad, and it, and it was the first time I was like, I hope he doesn't think this sucks because like, his, oh, I, you know, it's like, like, oh, his dad, he had to come with his dad or his dad brought him. And you know what was funny and I thought was really cool is that right, like as I'm thinking that, like literally as I'm having that thought, mm-hmm. Brady goes, Dude, that's why I love you so much, man. Yeah. You're such the coolest dad. Like, you know, he was like, you're such the coolest dad. That's why I always give you a shout out on Father's Day. Because, like, dude, you are just like the coolest dad. The fact that you're here with us and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, and I'm just like, okay. You know, okay, at least cool. Brady. And it wasn't like RJ said it or I said it. It was like Brady said it. You know, yeah. Brady was like, you know, whatever. But then all I thought was really, really funny about it was like, hey, dad, can you hold my poster? Yeah. And then Brady going, you might hold in mind too. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, no worries. And then Diego, I look, I just remember looking at Diego <laughs> and I just looked at Diego. I was like, want me to hold yours too? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Do you mind? I was like, no, man. And it was, and it was even, cause again, they don't know me. Like mm-hmm. mostly everybody, there was a couple people that know me and he definitely didn't know me, Mm-mm. but it was almost like, you could see this thing like, Oh, that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that was pretty cool. And it, it wasn't like, why is this? Why is Artie's dad? Yeah, he was like, dude. oh, he, he's, he's here and he, he like, he's, he's saying, really man, cool. I mean, they came in after, um, you know, what's her name passed out. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you know, they came and stood over with you for the most, from what I understand, they kind of came and hung with you 
over towards <laughs> well on the side. I know that's where Jackson hit after he lost us kind of in the beginning. Like we got pushed into the crowd. It was a little bit much for him. Yeah, it was. Well, I think it was a little much for Jackson. For I mean, he doesn't listen to music. He doesn't know the songs like that. Yeah. And I think it may have been a little bit much. So he kind of came over. He's like, it's a pretty good spot. I'm like. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so he came, and he was standing behind me. I was like, come on up here. So me and Jackson just kind of hung out. And then, again, um, you know, Brady came up and was like, such and such passed, you know, such and such passed out. And mm-hmm. I was like, and, it, you know, and again, you know, the dad and me, I was like, she good? He's like, yeah, she good. I'm, he's like, she did go. And then finally I was like, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I, I just could not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I could not go. And so I went over, and I was like, where they, where they, where they take her? And. Um, they show, he's like, Oh, went over there. So we walked over there and oh, I didn't even realize they like took her off to a separate spot, like outside. I mean, well, not sense. outside, but just in the, in the lobby. Yeah. Just or to, that's what know. I meant. Like away from the concert. Yeah. I, I understand. You know, they, yeah, I they took her over there do that, and but I, I just didn't know. I walked over there and she was sitting down. She's fine. I'm like, you good? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you sure you good? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Just, you know, I just could not. Yeah. I could not go and, and make sure she was all right. Now, the funny thing is she's sitting on a bench here. Just kind of having water, kind of catching her, you know, catching the breath, getting mm-hmm. everything. There's a dude on another bench right here, literally just hurling. Oh, just blah, blah. And he's got this bag and he's like, blah, blah. And I just looked at her and was like, at least you're not right. At least yeah, you're not, you're not, right. not, you're not like, you're not that guy. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I'm just like, all right, you good? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And then I just went back into the guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, you know, so everybody came over there with me. But I thought that, that was interesting. Like, just that, that was that first moment, like, should I, even, should I really be? It's like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. As long as they don't care and I'm not bothering them. And, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not like, don't do this or don't do that. I'm just like, it's like, hey, just have fun because I want to watch the concert, Yeah, you know, myself. Speaking of concerts, and we're going to wrap this up. Um, did you watch the Pharrell set? No. Dude, watch the Push set, watch the Pharrell set. Like, the Push set is ridiculous. The Pharrell set is unreal like the pharrell set yeah it really is and then we're talking about something in the water something in the water if you look if you guys are listening you want to see something really really good something in the water um festival um it was like two i think it was fourth of july weekend and it was pharrell's concert that he put on in new york and did he just bring out a bunch of people that he had songs that he produced with well you realize how many songs he produced and then yeah he brought out a lot of people. Oh, okay. Well, and that's it's what I was gonna just say. so cool. His producer tag is really cool. It's like probably one of the most like discreet producer tags. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you know it? Mm-mm. Okay. So, you know, most producer tags, it's like that. Like DJ Khaled is like, we yeah. do the best music, whatever. His is just repeat four in the beginning. So like, you know, happy. It's like, uh, 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 uh. And then it starts. And it's the same thing. Like, I think, what did he do? Um, he did all right. And, you know, it goes like, uh, 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 uh. And it's every song that he produces, that's his, that's, um, that's, that's, that's his, his little identifier. Yeah. 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 Wow. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Go watch that. I'll set. check it out. It's like an hour and 30 minutes, but it is just, it's phenomenal. It really is phenomenal. And then, of course, it ends with the clips. I mean, it, it kind of wraps up with the clips. Oh, and, okay. you know, and. You know, you've kind of got into malice now, you know, or yeah. listening to the malice stuff. But um, it's really good. And then Jid has one. There's a Jid set. And oh, the Jid set was really good, too. I imagine. Too. He needs to drop his album yeah. already. His, his, it was a Jid set, too. So I would say Pharrell 
push and then check out the Z, the JID set. The JID. Yeah. Yeah. The um, set. Like, those are the three I watched from there, and they were all just really, okay. really good. So, all right, man, okay. let's wrap oh, this up. Here, I was going to say. Well, I mean. Oh, go ahead. Okay, let's go. So, uh, all right, real quick, I was just going to say, I mean, for anybody who cares, Frank Ocean is alive. He posted something on. It's for his brand, uh, Homer. But, you know, at least he's alive. And he went on. Um, Did people think he was dead? No, not, people didn't actually think he was dead, but like he's just been really quiet. Okay. And so when he when he makes any sort of like, um, any sort of like post online or something, you know, it's kind of like, oh my god, Frank posted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but he did that and he went on Blonded Radio. I meant to mention this to you because I knew. I mean, I know you're gonna find this interesting. He went on his Blonded Radio, mm-hmm. and he had like a 40 minute discussion with some expert about psychedelics. Oh really? And so was it good? I haven't listened to it. Oh, okay. I haven't I'll listened check it to out. it, yeah. but yeah. So he had like this 40 minute discussion about psychedelics. Um, and so it's like between that and then apparently he's been in, uh, I think Malibu, he's been in Malibu and apparently he's been recording over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, on and then Kanye, on that's, and that's probably. what I was going to say. I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is that he comes back with something psychedelic. Cause he, I mean, <laughs> everything he's done is just great. Yeah. Um, so if he comes back with like a psychedelic album, that'd be really cool. Well, yeah. Yeah. That um, would, that and would. then Rick Rubin lives in Malibu. Yep. And apparently Kanye was spotted in Malibu a few weeks ago. So, Ooh. you know, prayers yeah, up. That's, uh, all, that's <laughs> all I have. I'm like, prayers up. <laughs> yeah, you let Rick Rubin get a hold of it and, and or Kanye or both. Because, again, when I watched the, um, the push set and he's just like, he just makes that comment. He goes, you know, something in the, he's like, you know, it's almost dry. Produced half by Pharrell, half by Kanye. It's like when it really hit me. Like, mm-hmm. Push has an album that's half Kanye, half Pharrell. No, like, it's a crazy. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's, that's, that, you can't expect it to be yeah. nothing but ridiculous. So, yeah. So, and then, so yeah, anything else? I was going to say, uh, movies. We got Thor. Thor. We talked about that earlier. Um, if you like Taika Waititi, um, his directing style, it's a really good movie. Um, it's and really good regardless. I think the reason people don't like it is because people were expecting, like, we're coming off of, um, like, as far as movies go, Spider-Man and Multiverse of Madness, which both kind of had, like, these big, like, were these big, like, weight-bearing films. Yeah. Over, well, like, in the MCU, because it's, like, all these reveal, like, you know, whether it's, like, the multiverse opening up or, like, big reveals on, like, um, you know, like, John Krasinski played uh, Mr. Fantastic. Right. And whatchamacallit, and Multiverse of Madness. So that's like, or like Professor X showed up. That's big. And then it's like you go see Thor, and it's kind of this self-contained story about Thor um, and Jane Foster. Yeah. And you kind of, I think a lot of people were expecting kind of this big epic. And tie then, in or, or just yeah. something to tie into a big, the bigger story. Yeah, and then they got this story, which is still really good, but it just wasn't that. See, I think that they did do a tie. I think they did do a tie-in that is gonna. It's it's gonna. It's not the major movie is not tied in, but I did. I do think they set up a tie-in, and so you know, I think that was a setup for. It, but yeah, and then it, Christian Bale, of course. I mean, he's a great actor. Gore the God Butcher was cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. It was good, man. Like I said, everybody I asked, including you at first. Um, was like, it's good if you, it's good if you. And so I kind of went in with the whole idea is like, okay, it's going to be good if I like this comedy style. 
And then just at the end of the day, I just thought it was a, I just no, thought it was, I, that was a good movie. Yeah, I just thought it was, I'm just saying, but that's what I kept hearing. Everybody just, nobody was just like, oh yeah, it was great. It was a great movie. It was, it, it was great if, it's great if. And, but I think at the, without the ifs, it's just, it was a great movie. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And then I saw Top Gun, I finally saw it in XD <laughs> um, for the, what, fourth time, I think. Yeah, and it was, it was a whole nother experience. As crazy as it sounds, it was definitely another experience. It was just, it seemed like the cinematics was different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the sound's going to be different, but it seemed like there was, the cinematics even was different. And it still didn't fail, you know, oh, okay. even after four times, three times, it was still amazing. Great. And again, I watched Top Gun like one and a half times yesterday because mm-hmm. it was on TV and it stopped and it would start it over and I watched it part of it again and it still holds its weight especially now looking at it and then knowing like there's another part and where it goes you're just like oh my god this is, this is great so, okay yeah so um, don't sleep on top gun so yeah the Thor, the first um one. and then the black phone black phone so i didn't i haven't seen that um black phone was really good really interesting concept pretty much ethan hawk is like this serial killer child nabber um and he kidnaps this kid and the only thing that's in the room, or there's stuff in the room, but the only thing that he really has is this black phone that's disconnected. But um, when he pick, like at certain times, if he picks up the phone, he can talk to the kids that were previously killed by him. Oh wow! Yeah, and so it's him. It's this kid, um, pretty much talking to all these dead children, and they're like, "Do this to try and get out. Do this to try and get out." Um, and I won't. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything yeah. else, but like, it's definitely like, it's one of those movies where it's like, it really pays off. Okay. Um, all right. So that was good. Um, and then that's just as far as movies goes, I would say, check out the black phone. And then if you like R and B Brent Fias dropped, um, right. And it's been literally like really the only thing I've listened to over the past week. Um, so yeah. I mean, the through line of the album is good. I don't listen to the skits anymore because they're all long and like right. I don't want to listen to that. But like, if you've listened or if you're gonna listen, you know what I'm talking about when you say I don't want to listen to that over and over. Um, right. But yeah, really good album. There's only like one song that I'm like, this song is like not as good compared to the rest, and it's still a great song. <laughs> so overall, right. like amazing. Okay. Album. Yeah, I gotta listen to it. I'll listen to it sometime this week for yeah. sure. So anything else? Uh, I think that's it. All right, man. So, you want to wrap it up? Sure. Uh, well, what, episode five. Episode five. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode five of the Zoomer Pod once again. Season three. I episode am, five. Season three, episode five of the Zoomer Pod once again. I am RJ. I am the Zoomer. And I'm Randy. I am the Boomer. And we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.